Welcome to Super Random Moments, the new adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're here to talk all about the CW's Super Random Lois, the latest episode, number 10 of season one. Oh, mother, where art thou? In this one, Lana reaches out to Lois and Clark when Kyle starts behaving strangely. And meanwhile, Jonathan opens up to Jordan. And lastly, Sarah storms out after accusing her mom of always covering for her dad. Kind of tells us a lot more than usual. Directed by Harry Jirgen and written by Adam Mallinger. So a lot going on in this episode as is usual lately. Well, what did you think of this one? I I think it, it introduced a lot of things and wrapped up a lot of things quicker than I was expecting, or maybe not in the way that I was expecting. But yeah, there was, there's a whole lot of really big kind of uh, story changing events that happened in this episode, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of a, almost a mid-season or mid-season finale or something like that where we're leaving off it's not over there's still more story to come and obvious uh things that need to be settled and all of that but a lot of story comes in here but yeah like you said it is introduced and some of it's wrapped up pretty quickly maybe a little too quickly um mm-hmm. for a lot of the stuff that has had a lot of storylines that have had slow burn over the first the last eight or ten episodes and some of it gets wrapped up pretty quick but I don't think it's necessarily the end of those. So uh, it's again, another thing we'll just have to have a better idea of at the end of the season. Yeah. There's a, there's a moment in this, uh, a storyline in this that feels like it could have been the finale of the entire season. But like you said, this is almost like a, a mid season kind of finale because of uh, what, what happens, but we'll talk about that. So let's, let's but it's start. Not, the, it's yeah. not because there's an, there's an episode next week before they, they will be going on a break after that unknown how right. long, but there's going to be episode 11 at least, and then uh, some time off, and then four more episodes to go before the, including the finale in August. Yeah. Shall we get into it? Let's go. So it, if you remember from the last episode, we ended with some pretty big revelations that Morgan Edge is Superman's brother, at least he claims to be. So we're, we're going to get a lot more info about that starting this episode off. So Morgan Edge is Tal Rowe, the son of Zeta Rowe and Lara Lorvan, which just so happens to be Kal-El's mother. Uh, she married Jor-El after Talro was born. And from here on out, I don't, I'm going to refer to him as Edge or Morgan Edge just because that makes the most sense to me, and that's how I know him right now. Maybe I'll switch over to Talro once we know him as that more often. But when I say Edge, just know that that also means Talro. I guess you can use them interchangeably. Yeah, legendary Superman villain Talro. Everybody knows Talro, right? <laughs> uh i'm not familiar with him no (laughs) yeah um an original character i believe similar to something like zod similar to jaxer in a lot of ways um i will say uh, let me just get this out of the way up front i like morgan edge as a character in the comics and so i liked what they were doing with morgan edge a handful of episodes in they've taken a very different turn um and i'm curious how on rewatch that will hold up but i am a little bummed that we're not getting that Morgan Edge, and I don't know if it's even possible for Morgan Edge to exist in this universe based on this storyline. Uh, I'm not really clear on that, but as someone who is a big fan of Morgan Edge, for it to be a different original character, I am disappointed in that. Doesn't mean they can't make a great story out of it. Doesn't mean it won't be awesome, um, but it looks like a, a character similar motivations to Zod or something. Any any Kryptonian basically that comes to Earth this is their motivations. It seems like, uh, and so. This could be cool, but I am I am a little disappointed in the Morgan Edgeness of it, and 
for most people who don't care about Morgan, they probably don't care about that, but uh, I did want to point that out. But all that aside, what do you think of this? Superman has a half-brother. Um, Tal Ro has been here on Earth for since Krypton exploded 40 years or so ago and raised differently, I guess. Yeah, it's... It's confusing. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I wish these would have been two different characters if they were going to do this. Like it, it Morgan Edge is just this character's name. He doesn't really have a lot in common with Morgan Edge from the comics, other than being a businessman, which just raises more questions than it answers. But like you said, putting all that aside, the idea of a half brother to Kal-el who's been on Earth before him, he was the first Kryptonian to land on Earth, and news of that never got outside of the countryside of Britain somehow and the stories never traveled I don't know it's all it's kind of weird and it doesn't it's not really something that fits into my understanding of the Kal-El Superman storyline and uh how it all works but that being said it is it's kind of interesting to see it, this has been done in different ways to see like what would have happened you know if the Kents didn't find Clark if a Kryptonian landed and was raised by or captured by somebody who wasn't as good as the Kent family. So that in and of itself is an interesting storyline. It's just, yeah, I don't know how I feel about him being his half-brother. I I think it's unnecessary. I haven't really seen why why he needs to actually be a half-brother. I thought he was just referring to him as like, hey, fellow Kryptonian brother, let's do all this stuff. So yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, I'm guessing it's the theme of the show is family, so I guess they wanted to give Kal-El a literal half-brother yeah. to tie in. I don't know. It's very Shakespearean or very Jerry Springer, one of the two. That you're, <laughs> yeah, I haven't decided which way. Um, oh, you have this brother who's been here on Earth for 40 years, and your mother had something before. I don't know. They could do something interesting with it. I guess we'll get it, get that out of the way. Um, but that's my the really the only part of the episode that I was a little unsure on and still curious uh, how things go with this. Um, but a lot of great other stuff happening in this episode. Yeah. So, so moving on from the big reveal of him being his half brother, basically Tauro edge wants to, he wants to make a family again. He wants to resurrect Krypton, resurrect their mother. And he says the defense council will reign. So he, he wants to completely take over this planet and turn it back into Krypton. Yeah. So he's been using all of these Kryptonians of the resurrection and he plans to, rule of some kind and basically mm-hmm. make a new krypton i suppose superman obviously rejects his offer to join him and do all these terrible things so edge attacks him and then he tells him he needs to join or you'll be eradicated too which leads into later in the episode that what is called the eradicator and here is not really related to what an eradicator is in the comic books and it seems like a kind of strange name for it but it's it is a name from the comic book that comic book people will recognize no well the eradicator has been used in different ways over Mm -hmm. the years um they do a little bit different stuff with this in this episode but it it has been to an object to uphold kryptonian history and legacy so Mm -hmm. if kal-el was going against that um if they're using eradicate there that does make sense um can make sense yeah based on the the comic book history of the Eradicator. Obviously, we don't know much about this version yet. And then we go to the, the Cushings, and Sarah thinks that Kyle was drunk. Uh, that's why he left at the end of the other episode. But uh, Lana tries to explain that something else is going on without explaining it all because she can't give away 
you know, Timmy's secret. So Sarah just thinks she's lying and she storms out. And that's why we see her separated from her mom for this whole episode. Yeah, she's going to Desiree's or something, some friend's house. And that is uh, kind of Sarah's story. So she f- figures out, hanging out with the boys, they eventually reveal to her that the truth that Kyle is drinking and Edge is put him in a tanning bed and all this other stuff. So give him Kryptonian powers. Uh, yeah, were you surprised the that Jonathan decided to reveal that to Sarah? I was. I, I mean, I was surprised. This is one of the things that I thought got wrapped up pretty quickly. Uh, okay. Where I thought I thought it was maybe going to take longer for Sarah to to find this information out about her dad uh, and to find out. I thought they were going to try to keep her in the dark longer, but I I like this because. I think it shows Jonathan's character and maybe some of the differences he has with, uh, again, and thus he butts heads with his grandpa, with Sam Lane, mm-hmm. about the approach to dealing with, uh, I think he calls them humans. Can you just act like a human being? So I, I did like seeing that and seeing him kind of take the lead and uh, help Sarah understand what was really going on. Yeah. And then that leads to them that conversation you said with Sam Lane, they go to see Kyle where he is. Uh, all kinds of messed up in there. And then it's, it's kind of resolved. It's kind of a neat thing. You know, that's kind of a standalone story Mm -hmm. that fits into this, obviously. Um, But we get to see Sarah later reunited with her dad and they've had some ups and downs and I don't think their problems are over, but it's good to see them reunited for now. A fun thing on these comic book shows is almost everybody gets to play an alternate version of themselves or an evil version of themselves or a possessed version of themselves at some point. And it's a good kind of barometer of how good of an actor is this person. I think Eric Valdez did a fantastic job of being evil version of himself possessed by a Kryptonian. I, it looked like he was having fun in that, <laughs> uh, in that box that he was in. So I, uh, hands up to him. Props to hands up. I don't know if that's a saying. That's, that's not a I phrase. Think, yeah, uh, yeah. He did. He did a good job. Creepy. They did weird things with the Kryptonians' voices. That yeah. was that was kind of cool. Just say it's not really them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, this all flashing back to when Kyle's trying to talk to Lana. Lana's trying to get information out of her, and that leads to Lois has apparently been concerned about Lana for a while, as she should be, since. Mm-hmm. She knows from last episode, Kyle's kind of messed up and uh, Lana or Lois goes over there to see Lana and that leads to a, to a confrontation and Lois brought some kryptonite. Yeah. She gets to kind of save the day, even though she did have like the whole army as backup, but she went in there (laughs) alone and held her own. So again, Lois being pretty fearless and impressive. Um, But Clark comes home after hanging out with his, his new half brother that he found and he, (laughs) he, he, yeah, he uh, he explains to his Earth family uh, what has happened and everything. And I'm I'm glad to see it wasn't just him talking to Lois. He they brought the boys in. They they're including the boys in all this important information. Now they're not hiding anything from them. So they're they're holding up that uh, promise that they made to them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad they brought that in. Brought the boys in. Um, do you think they should have? This is we know this is a year they can't do crossovers or anything like that. Uh, with other shows and i like that they're keeping this story self-contained but since they're leaning so heavily into kryptonian stuff do they think they should have mentioned Kara? we don't know where this takes place in the timeline or you know maybe this um i think this season of supergirl opened with her being in the phantom zone so this could all be taking place during that time Mm -hmm. um so i don't know where that all fits and how that fits into the story and that could complicate it but i'm i guess i'm surprised since they're leaning so heavy into kryptonians 
I don't really want to see a crossover, but since they're leaning so heavy into that, um, you think they would have been a mention? Yeah, I, I guess I didn't. I hadn't really thought about that yet, but now that you mention it, it is it is a little strange because of the focus, like you said, on Kryptonians. That the other Kryptonian that this Clark, that this Kal-el supposedly knows really well on this planet, isn't ever talked about. So yeah, it is a, a little strange, but maybe they didn't want to do it without being able to show her because they couldn't do a crossover or they didn't know what what the storyline was going to be and they didn't want to step on any toes. And these shows have gone back and forth with the production delays for Superman and Lois. I think any crossover mention could really mess things up, Mm -hmm. uh, make things confusing really quick. Uh, But assuming this is in the same universe, it does answer or raise questions of where in the timeline, you know, what's Kara up to? What about all of Argo? And didn't they say there were like billions of people on Argo in yes. crisis or something? Billions of Kryptonians in Argo. So uh, I think that's something that they, I don't know. I'm just surprised they haven't addressed it, I guess. Especially Edge. Does he not know about this? Does he think that, that Kal-El is the only other Kryptonian on this planet? Yeah. So within within this show we don't we don't know if argo exists at the right you know or maybe something happens at the end of this season of supergirl so they couldn't have you know it would have messed things up i I don't like i said i don't necessarily want to cross over but i think leaning into this storyline i'm a little surprised if there's billions of other kryptonians out there uh, it complicates the storyline yeah for sure uh so clark goes off to the to the fortress to see if anything that edge told him was true and jor-el's hologram explains that Everything he said is possible, and obviously Clark's pretty upset that he wasn't told any about that or anything about that. I have respect for Hologram Jorel for only showing up in person when he has like bad news to deliver or he did something wrong. He showed up to say to tell Jordan he's useless, and he shows up to tell <laughs> uh, Kal-El that he, yeah, yeah, he has a brother, half brother. I don't think he needed to know that. Yeah, maybe they should do somebody's uh, that they should do the twins' birthday party next year at the fortress so that he can pop out in person and sing to them or something get to do some Celebrate one happy something. moment yeah yeah he didn't even right. show up to tell jordan the good news like i can get this kryptonian right. virus out of your system with heat <laughs> so yeah uh but you know obviously clark wants to know how to stop the eradicators and Jorel says that you can't you need your mom because she's the one who invented it and she knows how it works so that sets up the the whole thing of this episode of there's we need we need uh Lara to come back in some way. Uh, and then Jonathan explains to Jordan what he saw in the, the video from Iron's Earth where Kello on that planet kills Lois Lane. And he's concerned that if Edge brings back the Kryptonian family, could make the same thing happen here, which doesn't, I don't know, a little strange that he doesn't have more faith in his dad, but Lois shows up to reassure him that that wouldn't happen because Clark already has a family. He has them. That is a good point. John did just last episode talk about how much faith he has in his family. He, he brought that up to general. So on the other hand, he did also see footage of someone that looked like Kal-El, whoever it was, mm-hmm. melting his mom. So that's got to be traumatic and confusing for him. Uh, yeah. He, he's, also, he's also making assumptions about what happened on that earth. We still don't know right. what exactly was going on there. Yeah, exactly. And he does he does bring up the he's very obviously talking about the sister that he found out about that he's never going to get to meet because he brings up the talks about like imagine finding a sibling that you didn't ever know existed and then that would that would change how you see things so it was nice how they kind of counterpointed that as Kyle is trying to explain to Lana what happens that's 
he does he doesn't get to fully explaining about the, the machine and that's when Lois shows up like we we talked about before um but we we find out that the eradicator is the machine that turns people into kryptonians so that's what edge tal found mm-hmm. in Saskatchewan 6 years ago so right. a lot of a lot of kryptonian things landing on earth over the years yeah uh, but Lois Clark and Lana kind of get to sit down and do a little bit of investigative work together. They're looking at a slideshow of the different subjects that they have information on. And nothing's really ringing a bell, but Lana recognizes the doctor, Dr. Dabney Donovan, who worked for Edge and did all the, the health exams for the subject. So they're going to they're gonna go look for him. Meanwhile, Sam has arrested Kyle, has him locked up in the box. And the the one strange thing about all this is that he tortures him, basically, I think. Yeah. Is it? kryptonite that he's like turning up the intensity of i i think so there's like kryptonite in the it's laced with the kryptonite and he can give it more yeah Mm -hmm. sam lane kind of pro torture there yeah which is a little like did he have this already oh yeah something he might need to use on superman for some reason at some point it's there's more i think there's a lot more to Uh, sam lane than we have seen so far yeah this could have been part of project seven seven three four just another um, imprisonment if, if you needed to. Uh, Lois and Clark get a, a moment on the porch where they're they're talking and Lois is curious why Edge gave Superman time to make his decision and she guesses that it's because he's not ready because if he, if he was ready he probably wouldn't have given him any time so that means that they've got time to, to save the day. Yeah and I hope they we know that Edge needed more time for the Kryptonians. I hope they get into why in future episodes why Tal chose now to reveal himself. Yeah. Why not when Kal-El first appeared, uh, was real to be Kryptonian, or why not any time in between that? Um, obviously the answer is partially it's a it's a TV show they want to tell a story, and this is the time period they're in. But I, I'm sure there's got to be a reason why he didn't quite reveal himself. Did he think he couldn't tempt Cal until he had that his mother as an option to get him convince him to join? Right. Yeah, that was one of the biggest questions I had after this episode is Tal's timing. Why? Why everything now? Uh, but Clark hears that they found Dr. Donovan, so he takes off um, and they find him working on the Eradicator. And they arrest him, but he he's extremely helpful. He immediately just tells them everything and he helps them throughout the, the episode. So I, he was doing bad things, but he's not presented as a bad guy at all. More like a curious scientist. Yeah. Um, but basically, they, they ask him, you know, how can we reverse the process? And he doesn't know. He says, you got to find the only person. You got to find the person that invented it. Um, they were, would be the only ones who would know how to reverse it. And of course, uh, Kal-El's mother is the person who invented it. Um, but this leads to a nice moment of most of the rest of the big moments are going to happen at this temporary base that the DOD has set up in downtown Smallville. And Lois and Lana go there and Lana has never seen Superman in real life. And it's kind of, kind of cool to see her, you know, freaking out a little bit. That's really cool. We I don't know if we've seen much of that yet. Just see how this world, this Superman that's been around for 20 years. Yeah. He just kind of shows up. You see him for the first time. It's like, oh, is it? Uh, how do people react to that? And it's cool to see Lana's reaction, like, like seeing a rock star or a celebrity or, you know, what is it like for, how does everybody respond to seeing Superman for the first time? I thought that was cool getting Lana's point of view on that. It was cool to see that contrasted with, you know, this is old hat for Lois, and she's just like, yep, pretty weird, yeah. and just goes about <laughs> her day. <laughs> yep, there he is, anyway. <laughs> um, but, so Don, Dr. Donovan explains that the only way to talk to Lara is to put her consciousness from someone into Smallville, and Lana volunteers to do that because there's nobody else around, really, and they need someone. 
Well, immediately. Uh, yeah. I like this. I like what the last few episodes, what they've been building to with Lana's character, uh, her friendship developing with Lois, I think has been pretty yeah. cool seeing them team up on stuff uh, where they're actually believable. They seem like they actually care about each other. I like the way they did that. Uh, and Lois tried kind of talking Lana out of it, but Lana, you know, feels some responsibility for letting this happen in her town. Uh, she worked under edge. She helped choose people for the thing. She just kind of, she knew what was going to happen to him and yet didn't try to stop edge at all. I mean, not really. Uh, even if she didn't have the power to, she didn't, yeah. you know, try to impede that at all. And I like that she gets a, a moment here to kind of fight back and help, like she says, to save Kyle and to, to help the people of Smallville and the people that she indirectly harmed. Yeah, I, I did really like this this conversation and interaction between her and Lois because it it made me like Lana a lot more. And like you, I, I already liked her character quite a bit, but this just adds a whole nother level of the responsibility that she's taking and the braveness that she's showing. Uh, and Superman, you know, tries to talk Lana half-heartedly kind of tries to talk her out of it, but, you know, explains that she's being extremely brave. He, he tells her that she doesn't have to, that there's another way. And she's like, did Superman just lie to me? <laughs> and he says, I'm not lying. I'm just an optimist, which that was, that was a pretty cool line. Yeah. Really cool. Um, yeah, just as that's, that's cool. Superman. Line. He does believe there is another way. Obvious, it's pretty clear to everyone Lana doing this would be the easiest, quickest, fastest solution. But Superman probably would find another way if he had to. Yeah, he definitely would. <laughs> um, but they're not going to do another way. She jumps in the machine and comes back out, and she is Lara. And she immediately recognizes kal which was I was really glad to to see that because it's been quite a while since she's seen him. Yeah. Um, this is a weird, <laughs> weird thing. Uh, and I do have questions of, it does bring up questions. Is this a real, this kind of is a real interaction with his mother? Does her yeah. soul acknowledge that or questions of the afterlife within this universe, all those kinds of things, like how that makes sense. But setting all that aside, really cool to see, um, Cal and Lara catch up and see all that, um, kind of reminiscent of the ending of Superman birthright. If anybody knows that where Jor-El and Lara just want to know that. Cal made it safely. Yeah. Um, and, and is all right. And there's moments of that in here. And I thought it was as weird as it is, especially with it being the face of Lana and all those other questions, a really cool interaction. And, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. And she was always worried that he wouldn't have a, a mother because her, her crystal got stolen. So he, there's no hologram of her at the fortress, but you know, Kal-El explains that he had a great mother, Martha on this earth. And Lara is extremely happy about that and that was it was nice to see that uh moment and i like that she laura should be at the fortress and they came up with an excuse for why she's not i liked that um because normally it's just Torrell and you mm -hmm. don't really see laura so i'm glad there was a reason yeah um in between them kind of catching up and everything edge and leslie do discover that there's a missing machine and uh but edge says that they don't need that right now so they're gonna do something different he has he but, has other plans we don't know this right uh but Lara explains how the eradicator works and explains that it takes time for the kryptonian to take over the human host depending on how willing the host is and they need to bring everybody back and put them in the machine again one at a time um but that obviously isn't really feasible so super wants to know how to how to do everybody at once and they can do everybody at once with the the eradicator but they'd need energy equal to the sun and i i wonder where you're gonna get that from yeah 
And this does explain a little bit why Edge had this elaborate ruse to find people of Smallville. He couldn't just take them and mm -hmm. put them in the machine. They, The more willing they were, the more they needed it, uh, wanted their life to change, the more they would accept uh, mm -hmm. as a host. So I thought that was a good explanation. There was also a, almost a throwaway line in here where she says that the longer the Kryptonian consciousness stays in the Eradicator, the more of its power it loses, and eventually it won't it won't be able to work anymore. So I wonder if she if her consciousness is going to disappear after she goes back in after a while. I don't know. Uh, but Edge calls Superman to to talk to him again, and he wants to know why he loves humans and explains all of his backstory with with flashbacks and everything of going to the British countryside, being hunted and then imprisoned for years and experimented on to, to figure out his powers. And this was the, in the promo last week, I was speculating that it was some other kid who was escaping from the DOD. But now I know that that was, uh, that was actually young Tao uh, getting away from two guards who did not look really prepared to, <laughs> to stop a Kryptonian. Right. Uh, and then there's the the one and only, I believe, extended scene, which was Lara talking to Lois about what it's like being with her son. And Lois says that he's this world's first and greatest hero, but I want you to know that he's an even better man. So this was a really nice touching moment between the two of them. And uh, I was glad to see it, uh, even though we could, we didn't see it in the, the aired version. Absolutely. A great scene. Uh, and I definitely would have kept in over some others, but um, I guess it's... And that is plot driven, so you gotta get all that in there. Yeah, that was a, another thing I didn't mention is that uh, Laura knew immediately that Clark was that Cal was with Lois just by looking at him and the way that he looks at her. So I, it does bring up questions: Are any of those memories going to stick with Lana? Yeah. Later, it doesn't look like it at the end of the episode, but we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, that's that's something we don't know about any of this yet. Yeah, um, but. A whole bunch of people, more people than I was thinking, uh, hear a call from from Tal to come. Um, a ton of people in Smallville all just take off. Like even the the person that was helping them at the diner, all of a sudden hears it and takes off flying. So there's there's a whole lot of people who have gone through this process. Yeah, a lot of a lot of kind of Kryptonian. Mm -hmm. um, but Edge explains that he knows the pain of losing a planet, and he's not going to let that happen again. As the huge group of subjects of Kryptonians are flying towards them. And he wants Superman to choose us or them. And Superman says there is no us or them and takes off and leads them all chasing him. Um, but he's he's taking them to the to be within range of the Eradicator, which is ready, but they need more energy. So Superman volunteers to, to release all of his energy at once and create a solar flare, which will knock him out for a few days. But he he has to do it to, to save the day. Yeah. And luckily, all of the Kryptonians were turning their heat vision on. Right. Well. <laughs> it was it was cool like a nice little touch to see tal kind of recognize what was going on and try to get them to stop and he held back so that uh he wasn't helping but it was it was too late and the, the eradicator works and i as i was watching it live i was like so are all these people gonna just fall out of the sky and die um but it seems like they're they're okay and everybody kind of comes back around and they have their old memories back but it doesn't seem like they have any idea what happened and we've already seen that when Kyle woke up in the field, he just felt like he blacked out and had zero memory of what happened. So I'm guessing that none of the things that happened as they were possessed by Kryptonians are going to be in their memory at all. Yeah, and apparently they all lost their powers slowly, 
like gradually so it's not just oh powers are gone flop yeah <laughs> it kind of as we saw with superman later it kind of gradually lost his powers and could use them a little bit longer but they were waning uh, but edge has used this opportunity to escape he's he's missing as is superman uh, but superman lands at the fortress with the eradicator um, and he's trying to crawl into the fortress and he passes out kind of at the entrance and then leslie and edge meet up and they're the only ones left now apparently um but they're the only ones left for now but all is not lost as tal says and they're are they at the mine i didn't really i wasn't really 100 percent sure where they were at the end of the episode i didn't yeah i didn't notice either yeah. um so i guess lesla would have had to been in range of the eradicator leslie would have had to to lose her mm -hmm. powers so that's why she still has powers well i think it's also i think it's an irreversible process once once the kryptonian is completely taken over because everybody else okay had some sort of humanness in them um but i think that's why they were doing all the explanation of like it could take days it could take weeks depending on how willing the person is so leslie lar seemed very willing and maybe it's been a while maybe she was the first one so that was my uh understanding of it is that she can't be turned back yeah so irma irma mm -hmm. sayers must have really been willing to uh become kryptonian yeah but maybe we'll get a little bit more of her backstory and explanation about that. I do like the ending with Superman trying to take the Eradicator to a safe place at the fortress and yeah. losing his powers. That's a cool setup, I'm assuming, for what's to come next. I like that ending. Yeah, this was the, the part that I thought could have been the end of the whole season is him doing a solar flare to uh, to set off the Eradicator and to, to fix everybody. But we've we've wrapped up that already. Edge doesn't have an army anymore or at least it doesn't seem like he does um of kryptonian so i i thought that was gonna there was gonna have to be a bigger fight between all of them but they've they've wrapped that up it seems but yeah other other things that i was wondering after this episode is obviously i want to know if lara can come back in any way or if she's going to be trapped in the eradicator for too long and won't be able to come out and then i i, I would like her crystal to appear yeah. in the fortress maybe so she could work with Jorah to that come back. a cool thing to happen superman defeats tal yeah i wonder if tal has it because she said that zeta ro stole the crystal so maybe he sent it with tal but he was also captured so maybe it's somewhere in britain wherever he landed um but speaking of tal ro is there a tal ro on iron's earth was there a morgan edge on iron's earth is that where the kryptonians came from there or did the kryptonians just show up alive it brings up more questions about that i I'm hoping we'll get back to that uh, in this season. Yeah, there's still a lot of questions there that we don't know how John Henry Irons is going to fit into. And then obviously I want to know, was there, I don't think there was, but was there ever a real Morgan Edge? Did he like assume his identity or something? Or is it really just that this is Morgan Edge in this this version? I mean, I guess that's what they're they're saying. I don't know uh, another explanation for that. I mean, I guess there's not a Morgan you know, if they ever bring Lex Luthor into this show, uh, Morgan Edge could be a little redundant. Yeah. Um. So I get not wanting much, but Morgan Edge, Edge is a cool character with ties to Inner Gang or Dark Side, depending on which way you want to go. So I don't. If there's still an opportunity for to show up down the line, they have already introduced that Inner Gang is a thing in this universe and has some ties to Morgan Edge. So it could definitely stand on its own, and we could still get some of those storylines that we wanted from from Inner Gang. Right. Yeah, a, a, a lot of stuff got wrapped up in this this episode, and there's, uh, like you said, it almost felt like a, a mid-season finale to me. Yeah, I'm curious what Tal's 
plan B is, I guess, because he spent a lot of time developing this plan A. And there's a lot of build up to it. And Superman shut it down four minutes there, getting Lara back and then using the eradicator against him. So I wonder how quickly he regroup and come up with a better when this one looks like he probably spent however many years building up Edge Intercorp and all these corporate transactions and all this other stuff he did. However, he did that. Yeah, how the, how, the, how he moves forward is a question for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, that is it, I think, for this episode. If you want to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you we would appreciate it. Um, we're going to get into some comic book stuff and a preview of the next episode. But um, just touching on comic book stuff, The Eradicator, like you mentioned, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. It's been shown in different ways, but it's a really important relic in Superman's mm-hmm. history. Introduced post-crisis, uh, an ancient Kryptonian relic it was initially. Obviously, here, Lara created it, um, but that came in very important at different times in man's history. The Krypton Man storyline, obviously, the death and return of Superman, the Eradicator, played a big role there. So, cool to see that piece of comic book lore introduced. Dabby Donovan is a, not a huge character, but a pretty important character with ties to Cadmus and some other stuff. He's usually more of a mad scientist, or a, not yeah. a mad scientist, more of a sleazeball, actually, uh, than he is here, where here he just seems like kind of a, well, like he's described, an MIT professor who is doing kryptonian events, so and then the super flare i think they called it do they call it a super flare or solar flare in the end? i think they just called it a solar flare that's kind of a newish superman power that was in the new 52 2015 he basically gets rid of all his energy and there i think is basically a human for 24 hours until his solar cells can recharge and they did a, a cool story still superman despite being not having powers after that but supergirl adapted that story yeah but yeah, kind of a new power, kind of a kind of a weird one, but kind of, I suppose. And it came quite in handy, so. Yeah. Uh, so next episode, episode 11, the last before break, a brief reminiscence in between cataclysmic events. So this was apparently cataclysmic event one. Number two mm-hmm. is on the way. Yeah, so the, there's not brief promo. There, there's not a whole lot to take from it. There's, there's a lot of flashbacks to previous episodes we've already watched, a lot of stuff from the, the um, pilot episode, and then the new stuff. Seems like modern day Clark, modern day Kal-El talking to his mom, uh, to Martha Kent. And there's also some voiceover from Jor-El explaining that he has to get out of here. Uh, so I wonder if because of the flare or something, he is in some sort of mind prison or uh, hallucinate, hallucinating or something like that. And he is, you know, having a conversation with a, an imaginary version of his of his mother. Oh, okay. I You took it differently than me and you might be right. Um, I took it as we were just going to see a lot of flashbacks, see more of this Superman's origin, Yeah, uh, which I could be wrong. Um, I assumed that was, we saw younger Clark leave Smallville back in episode five, leave Martha. And I would assume this, this looks like Tyler Hecklin. They're using Tyler Hecklin now playing the young 22, 24, 25 ish yeah. Superman who is returning. It looks like he's getting the suit and deciding to be Superman. Now, is that going to be his actual origin or is there something going on with the power being gone and Jor-El trying to wake him or something? Because it does say um, memory lane takes a dark turn. So I don't know if we're going to see a twisted origin. Maybe we're seeing the evil Superman origin in somewhere. I have no idea. But based solely on the promo, this is the coolest promo for the show. <laughs> I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, lots of fun stuff to see. Um, yeah, it might be my favorite promo since or maybe even including the pilot I, th- I think it looks really cool some some stuff i'm looking forward to see martha giving clark the costume and stuff like that yeah i'm uh i'm very curious how this one turns out that's my i i i think like you i'm i'm very excited 
for this one because I've wanted to see more interactions between this Martha Kent and this Clark Kent, and looks like we're going to get a lot more of that. And also curious how Lois and the boys react to Clark disappearing, you know, however long he's gone for. He might be, could he be gone from them the whole episode? I don't know. Yeah. Stuck at the fortress. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon. Mm-hmm.